Hello, listeners. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki, which is a very convenient service that you can use to develop your fluency in English by talking to native speakers online. And to claim your italki voucher worth 100 italki credits, just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Right then, so here's a new episode of the podcast. And in this one, I'm joined by my friends Paul Taylor and Robert Hain. And I invited them both over to my flat recently in order to record the three of us doing a speaking exercise that I usually do in class with my students. The speaking exercise is designed to help the students to practice using different grammatical structures, uh, including present perfect tense for talking about life experiences and also past simple tense for asking questions about those life experiences and for giving specific details about past events and also generally for telling stories, describing narratives, giving anecdotes and things like that. So in the classroom, I find that this exercise generates lots of conversation and gives my students a chance to practice all that language. I thought it might be interesting to record some native speakers doing the exercise in order to see what kind of language comes out. And I always encourage you to try and notice specific bits of grammar or vocabulary. Um, And also, just so that I can now present you with a natural conversation between native speakers speaking authentically, spontaneously, without reading from a script, and without grading their language at all. Um, So it's good for your English to listen to this kind of conversation from time to time, because it's slightly more challenging than the the episodes in which I'm just speaking on my own. Um, So you'll hear us, for example, interrupting each other a bit, speaking pretty quickly, uh, talking over each other from time to time, as as friends usually do when they get together. Um, So you know Paul Taylor already. He's been on the podcast lots of times before. Uh, But uh, Robert Hain, you might not know. Um, So Rob is an actor and comedian who has actually been on this podcast before in episode number 143. So if you'd like to get to know Rob a bit more, then you can go back and listen to episode 143, in which um, Rob said a number of things which um, caused a bit of... Uh, trouble in the comments section, not too much, uh, but some people found some of the things he said to be, what's the word for it, deeply offensive? <laughs> I suppose so. Um, the thing is that Rob didn't really mean any offence and he was just joking, but it completely backfired on him. So if you've listened to episode 143, you might know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we're going to deal with that at the beginning of this episode before we do the speaking exercise. It's not too serious. In fact, most of what we're saying in this episode and what we said in episode 143 are not supposed to be taken very seriously. A lot of it's just joking around. We're being sarcastic. We're making fun of each other. In fact, we're even insulting each other at certain points. Uh, But it's not supposed to be taken on face value. It's just a bit of a laugh, okay? The English, of course, is well worth your attention, but uh, don't take much of uh, the rest of it uh, too seriously. It's just a bit of fun. Okay, right then. So I think that's it. Also, there's some swearing in this episode, which I should say, just in case you're uh, sensitive to that kind of thing. Uh, Some swearing and generally uh, lots of fun. So if you don't like fun, 
uh, then think twice before listening to this. And if you don't like swearing, then, I don't know, put your fingers in your ears for the next hour. Okay? All right, then. That's it for this introduction. I'll speak to you again at the end of the episode. But now you can just listen to this conversation. And here we go. I like this pen. Thanks, it's not mine. That's, that's mine. Ah. Don't steal that pen. Okay. Uh, no, I, I won't. Good. Right, so, uh, hello everyone. Today on uh, the podcast, I'm joined by a couple of guests. First of all, I have Paul Taylor with me, f- uh, fresh from an appearance on French television. Hello everyone. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Uh, hello ha- listeners to Luke's English Podcast. How was it being on French TV today? Well, it wasn't on French TV, it was on a... Uh, it's on a, a, a newspaper website called Le Figaro, which is basically like, uh, uh, not the independent, but uh, I don't know, a bit, it's a massive newspaper in France. Okay. Like Le Monde or like El Mundo in Spain and the New York Times in, uh, in the right. US and uh, the Venezuelan uh, yes. Apertura, I don't know. So you, you were on a newspaper. Which I, was, is- I, was, I was on a, they, they recorded me live on video for a newspaper. Okay, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. You can actually be on video on a newspaper. Well, the thing is, since all this new media is taken off, um, it's paper newspapers don't really like no. No, no one reads them anymore, so they go online, and so we're on the online version. Okay. But it was it was broadcast live on Facebook, which is maybe why it felt like it was on TV. Yes. It looks like a TV set. It did. It did. Yes. Um, now, uh, also, Robert Hayne is back on the podcast. Hello, Luke Thompson. Hello, hello, Robert Hayne. Now, uh, everyone, last time Rob was on the podcast, which was in episode 143. In which we hung out together in Rob's kitchen. They should they should push pause right now and go listen to that. They right could now, I think. they could do that. Do you remember episode one hundred and forty three? We we hung out in your kitchen. It's been haunting me for <laughs> since I was he- since we spoke last. Yes, we we made tea cocktails, and then uh, Rob offended everyone with some really ob- <laughs> obnoxious comments about American foreign policy. I just spilled on myself. He's just so embarrassed. He's just spilled tea all over himself. I, I want to start by apologizing to everyone who who heard that <laughs> filth that came out of my mouth mm-hmm. as I was pretending to be um, a uh, bullish I don't know how you would how you would describe it that Luke. kind of cowboy character cowboy I, yeah. w- I guess cowboy I could redneck just redneck American well yes. even worse I think it was more of a Donald Trump kind of a just yeah. braggish um, hot headed superior thinking kind of person mm-hmm. who, who doesn't consider the feelings of others and I want to I just yeah I'm sorry for <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming people have pushed pause at this point. They've gone back. They lift, they've listened well, to everything I said, and I want you to understand that it was a joke, okay? I was trying to, you know, be funny in my own little way, and obviously a lot of people took me seriously, and I regret the fact that, uh, you know, that that happened, and I just want to retract most of those statements, and as Donald Trump said, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, um... We're going to deal with that, Rob. Okay, we're going to sort of uh, we're going to get past this and move on to fresh. I hope pastures. we can move on. I hope okay. we can. So yeah. since that uh, episode, I've never invited Rob back on the podcast <laughs> until now. Okay, and rightly so. Rightly so. I had no right being here okay. at this time. Even I thought it was actually time to bring Rob back on since his name has been mentioned a couple of times recently. It's a very gracious of you. And first of all, though, we have to deal with the fallout from his last appearance, Uh-oh. which honestly, it wasn't really that bad. Okay, it wasn't. But anyway, we're going to deal with the fallout before we go on to talk about some other stuff. So last time, uh, Rob said some comments which were not supposed to be taken seriously, right? Just some stuff about America, like bombing other countries a little bit. Uh. Uh, And he hasn't been on the podcast since. 
so I think we need to deal with that. And I think what we're going to do, Paul, yeah. I thought that I would roast Rob a little bit oh, okay. at the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, he will pay his dues. Have you now got to explain what a roast is? I do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so a roast, ladies and gents, is something that sort of American comedians do. It usually happens on someone's birthday. And all the comedians take turns to insult the person whose birthday it is, right? So they, they, they make lots of jokes, and it's very insulting, and it gets pretty harsh. Uh, but that's the whole point, and everyone gets roasted, and you're not supposed to get offended. It's just a kind of an American tradition to insult someone. To get, it, to get an idea, uh, listeners, you can go... If you type into YouTube, the roast of Donald Trump, uh, Comedy Central uh, is a big uh, US Justin TV Bieber. Show. I like Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber one. He actually did all right, yeah. So they, they, they roast celebrities professionally on live... Well, not on live well, Charlie Sheen, that's another good one. Yes. Charlie Sheen. Yes, that's right. So you can see what those look what, like. You can see what a roast looks like if you just Google those things. So um, here's what I said during Rob's roast, okay? Do you remember this? Oh, uh, when we actually did his yeah, roast. So yeah, so I, I said... Last, uh, yeah. Hanging out with Rob is a profound experience. True, that's true. After you spend some time with him, you might have a crisis of religious faith. Not because he has persuasive arguments against the existence of God, but because if God does exist, then that means he's created everything, including Rob. (laughs) And the question is, why? Why? Why would he bother? Okay, why would an intelligent creator choose to invent Rob Hain? You know, it's, it's impossible. It would never have happened. So Rob's existence is basically proof that we're just alone in the universe. No intelligent designer would have created Rob. So uh, there's no logical it's, explanation. It's just random chance. It's exciting hanging out with Rob. Mm, it is. Uh, I imagine it's a bit like spending time in the company of a great ape, you know, like an orangutan or something, you know? It's exciting because you never quite know what's, what's going to happen next and it's fun to speculate on just how intelligent he really is. <laughs> Keep you guessing. When he, whenever he manages to do something like communicate a complex message, it's always very exciting. Like, oh, he asked for a banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he offended someone. Amazing. But there's always a fear that he's going to get confused and start throwing things around or pull someone's arms out of their sockets. <laughs> That's true. I'm very yeah. strong. Am I supposed to be silent? I don't know. I don't this? know. Yeah. No, I think you're like supposed real to just... roast form? I should keep my mouth shut? I think you're supposed to just be silent right. for, and okay. just take it, uh, you know... Like uh, a man? You take it like a man, I suppose. Like an American... American man? American man. Yeah. American. So Rob is, of course, American. He's from Minnesota in the, in the Midwest of the United States, and he's a great ambassador for the USA. Because he basically embodies all the values that we associate with the, uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm, I'm saying he's fat and ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I invited Rob, as we know, onto the podcast a few years ago, and I thought that would be a good idea. And I'd like to now read out a selection of comments that I got in response to that episode, okay? <laughs> You're okay with this, right, Rob? Um, it's it's all part of your penance. I thought it didn't matter whether I have to say nothing. Yes, that's right, yeah. Uh, so the first one is a message from a regular commenter. Someone who regularly commented on every episode I uploaded. <laughs> and the comment goes, Hello, Luke. As you know, we all love your podcasts because they're authentic and full of life. That's nice. However, <laughs> uh, however, this American was utterly arrogant and full of himself. I've never heard of such a smart aleck person in my whole life. I feel like jumping off a bridge. Oh, oh mate. <laughs> I never, ever heard from that person ever again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he just switched off Luke's English podcast what? forever. Oh, man. I I'm, jo- I'm joking, of course. That's an exaggeration. But uh, someone did comment that they, f- they thought you were smart, a smart aleck. Okay. Mm. And he- uh, they didn't jump off a bridge. That's just... Ah, okay. Here's another one, right? Uh, Luke, I'm... Hello, Luke. I'm afraid... That- which is not a good start, is it? I'm afraid I'm completely disgusted. 
by Robert. That's true. <laughs> I might have added the word completely. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the word disgusted. Oh. I don't know. Well, what part of it is real? Uh, I don't know. I think I might have uh, adjusted that one for comic effect slightly. Okay. But the person did go on to say, at 42 minutes and 50 seconds, uh, so this person listened to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If despite being offended. At 42 minutes and 50 seconds on the subject of American attitudes to other countries, uh, he said some stuff like, we don't fucking care because uh, um, we know that we can just dominate the world with weapons and stuff like that. And, I, and now I'm actually quite proud of these comments that I received. Uh, I, I, I didn't... I, I mean, I listened to it three years ago whenever you did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't remember what he actually said about I didn't, it. He didn't really say much. It was like, uh, uh, if... Uh, if, if Americans know we can completely dominate everyone and someone pisses off too much, we can throw a smart bomb at them. <laughs> okay. That kind of thing. That's a terrible impression of yeah, it's me. It's pretty awful. But uh, okay, All right. Well, you do one, Paul. Go ahead. Uh, I'm 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 even worse. <laughs> okay. Hey there, I'm the American Perigo. So I still get to know. You still get a no response to that to that comment um, or this this what I said before because I would like to propose something new. Yes. Yes. Which um, is free hugs. I want to propose free hugs to everyone, all mm-hmm. of your listeners. Mm-hmm. If you ever see me in Paris, uh, I'm, I'm offering you a free hug of up to 30 to 45 seconds. 30 to 45 um, seconds? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's almost a cuddle at the, that yes. point. But I'm willing, you know, it also depends on, you know, your hygiene, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Robert's I w- a great hugger. I'm oh, a that's great. Right. I, I'm kind of a, you know. He's a good mother hugger. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk badly about, or I mean, boast, you know, boast ha- of your hugging skills. But I'm a pretty. I'm a large human being, above average, I would say, mm-hmm. and so I think I'm able to grab even the biggest of men and <laughs> and make them feel comfortable, comfortable for, for up in to a, forty-five in seconds, a secure, okay. <laughs> in a secure hug. So um, I'll, if anybody who is offended, I. I'd like to offer you a free hug okay. if, I, if we cross paths in Paris. That's very nice of you, Rob. That's very nice. I just wanted to say at the end, as Rob originally moved to France to train to become a clown, uh, mm. which wasn't necessary, the, the, tra- <laughs> the training. <laughs> he wanted to become a clown because he was so inspired by his hero, Ronald McDonald. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. So, okay, that's it, Rob. You're, all is forgiven. Okay, Aww. You're back to square one. You're offering free, you. free hugs. And it's all nice and, and fluffy and, and all it's all good. Okay. Yeah, that thing about McDonald's is true though. I mean really? he was he Ronald McDonald had a, a profound impact on my life. <laughs> I, I can see, I can see. By my haircut, you can tell. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Okay. All right then. So how's it going, you two then, now that we're back to square one? All, all good? Right. How are you? Fine, thanks. You know, just it's it's been raining. It's an aloe vera plant. That is an aloe vera plant. You know what you're supposed to say when aloe you're vera. Aloe vera. Aloe vera. That's right. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got an aloe vera plant. What here do you on, do on with the it? Table. You just sort of uh, do you cut bits off and then rub it on you? <laughs> Uh, no, but that's quite a good idea. What do you rub uh, on you if well, it's not with the aloe plant? Aloe vera, you know, everyone knows it's a it's a plant, right? It's kind of like it's got these green. Cactus. It's like a cactus kind of thing. Yeah, it looks a bit like a yeah cactus. A bit like a ca- it's a kind of cactus. It's a kind of cactus. Well, I would ask Google, if, but because I'm no botanist, but I would say yeah, it's a, definitely <laughs> a cactus. <laughs> okay, it's a cactus. Let's just agree that it's a cactus. Uh, well, you you have you, extracts you, of you, it in shampoo and stuff. You feed it little bits of water. Have you done that before? Though, cut it off and put it on your skin. Um, no, 
it's no, no, yeah. sticky. It's it's cool. I mean, and it's good for your skin. Um, but it's sticky after a while. Oh, okay. It's not industrialized, but I it's good. It is good for you if you're ever in the desert and you you know you're feeling like you're a little dry as, <laughs> as one might. <laughs> You know. Yes, yeah, so you just rub some aloe vera on yourself, and you're, you're all you just want to make sure because you know there's a lot of similar looking cactuses. You don't want to pick the wrong one no. to rub on you. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I, what I thought we would do, you two, yeah, is I do. I thought we'd do this exercise that I do at school sometimes. Okay. And I, I do this with uh, low-level students who need to practice things like. Well, you're still laughing at that. So, no, you're, no, you're calling it's us low-level students. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. I know no English as we've established. Yeah. Like, I, was like, I was thinking, what shall I prepare for these guys? I've got to bring it down. Bring <laughs> the level down a bit. Hopefully I can excel at this then, if it's for low level. So this is what I do with the low-level students, okay? Um, and uh, they're learning sort of uh, language grammar, like have you ever, you know? Have you ever in the past participle? Have you ever gone? Blah, blah, blah. And things like, would you, you like, would you like to, blah, 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 and uh, I wouldn't like to, and I haven't, and things like that, right? Okay. And so what you do is you come up with a list of actions, and it can be sort of a mix of normal things or just stupid, ridiculous things, like, you know, sort of uh, uh, done a bungee jump. Have you like, ever been hit by a car? Exactly, exactly. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. You put all that in a big list. And then you create this thing, which is like, you, someone says, have you ever, and then they pick a thing. Have you ever uh, been hit by a car? And the person says, yes, I have, or no, I haven't. If it's yes, I have, then you ask lots of other questions like, oh, when did it happen? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And then you drink a shot. And then you, <laughs> and then you drink a shot and you, you keep going. Well, that's a drinking game. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. And then, and if they say no, then you say, would you like to? Like, it's a bit ridiculous to say, would you like to be hit by a car? But anyway, you would say that. And the person would say like, no, I wouldn't, or yes, I would. And then why? And then you'd talk about that. Okay. Yeah. And then you take a shot. Okay. If you like. Uh, so it could be a drinking game. It's also a, a game for sort of playing with students of English. I've or a drinking game, I think. Or a drinking game. Or both. I mean, are you, have you never played Have You Ever? No. What? Have no, you? I've never played the drinking the game. The drinking game? No. How, I, what? It's, it's a drinking game where you go, Have You Ever? It's like, I've never. I think it's I've never. Okay. It's the name of the drinking game. Uh-huh. And it's basically the same thing. It's and I've never. you have to guess whether or not it's true. Well, yeah, you go like, I've never. Um, done a bungee jump. I've never done a bungee jump. And if you haven't, you take a shot, and if you have, then, oh, okay. then you're fine. So the people who haven't, then you find out, oh, you've never done a bunny. But it usually ends up but turning into other, something sexual. But the other people have to say, I think you have or haven't. They, they have to say true or false. Oh, and if they're wrong, then they drink. And if you're... And if... <laughs> okay, it's too complicated. <laughs> anyway, my game is like not as complicated as this, okay? And there's no drinking. Right, let's play it. Yeah, so, and it's... The, so, yeah, let's just play the game. It's just, uh, it's just you know, it's just a bit of fun. All right, so... What we have here is uh, I've written a bunch of actions and stuff on this piece of paper. You can add stuff if you want at any time. But we're going to just sort of go take it in turns. Someone chooses another person and they ask them a have you ever question. And then we just take it from there. Okay. How does that sound? Sounds great. Okay then. Right. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to ask Rob Hain. Rob Hain, have you ever seen a UFO? No. Okay. Right. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. And then the next thing we say is would you like to see a UFO? Mm. I th- well, I think that they're probably they've already seen us. Uh huh. So you'd like to see them back, sort of in return? Um, not right away, because things are going really well for me right now, and I feel like that would distract <laughs> from really? from what's going on. It wouldn't currently. Add, it wouldn't add to what's going on. Then it wouldn't be like an. Extra. I heard that. Well, you know, oftentimes I'm thinking about like what would the effect be on 
Earth if aliens came. Mm-hmm. Like either there's like two options, right? Like yes. three, I guess. They would either dominate and destroy, and then screw it, we're all do- doomed, right? Yes. Or they would try and integrate, and then what? What would it be like? Would like? You're talking about Illuminati stuff, Rob? No, no. I mean, like, like that TV show was it? It wasn't V. It was um, Manny Patinkin played an alien, uh-huh. and like these foreign aliens, they landed on Earth yeah. and they they started doing sports and stuff yeah, like that. I remember that, that I think. right? I yeah, some American TV show. American from the, TV from the show 80s. was a movie, and then it became a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. Uh, it was really, uh, you know, um, an analogy of immigration of aliens and uh, illegal aliens, yeah. like a, literally from Mexico, for example, coming into the states, right. or you know, they, it was a. So, would you like to see a UFO? I don't know. I don't know what that would. I don't know how that would change, like baseball or uh-huh. sports. Like, if we had aliens that were playing <laughs> soccer, like what would, it, like what if all it's of a sudden impro- it's going to improve it? Surely, if well, aliens are playing football. What, I don't know. What if what if they're slower and we feel like we have to integrate them into our sports? Otherwise, well, they might be, because they might come from a planet where the gravity is a lot uh, lighter than but ours. Just think of the aliens that we've had on TV, like the aliens from the the, the movie Alien. Yeah. They're going to be brilliant at football, aren't they? Probably. You know, flying around, they got a tail. You know, you, I wouldn't try and tackle an they alien. Shoot acid at you if you yeah. try and right. Well, that's so stuff. that would be like what if that just spit some acid on Ronaldo or whatever. Yeah. That would be the end of Ronaldo, I that's guess. That's right. Yeah. Straight Raising the stakes. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing, Luke, or, <laughs> but, but, but it's definitely option, the third option. Okay. So, uh, does that answer the that, question? That's very good. Very good. Yes. So Apparently. it's your turn then. You've got to choose a have you ever question. And then I'm just going to go to the left because that's tradition in, in my family. Okay. Um, <laughs> have, uh, so, uh, Paul, uh, what's your middle name? James. G- Paul Francis James Taylor. You've got two middle names? Yeah, mate. Fucking bourgeois. Um, <laughs> exactly. Paul James Francis Taylor? Francis yeah, James. but it's not a Paul? double-barreled surname. It's two middle names. That doesn't mean that he's posh. It's only if he's got a double-barreled surname that well, he's was posh. was it Paul Francis? James. Just Paul, then Francis, then James, then Taylor. That's just because he's Irish. Well, your, right. your parents really weren't messing around. I well, guess, one of them wanted to call me James. The other one wanted to call me Francis. So they just decided on Paul and then put the two in the middle. So, Paul Francis James Taylor, have you ever eaten an insect on purpose? Uh, yes, I have eaten an insect on purpose. Right, now we get to the, the questions. This is where we cross-examine Paul and, f- right. and find out all about this. Um, so, uh, when did this happen? It happened in... October on my birthday of 2014. Okay, two years ago when you yes. were 20. When I was, <laughs> when I was officially sure. 20. 28. Okay, so um, Rob, question. Um, and okay, so where were you? I was Japan. Close. Uh, China. China. No. It's, it's not South close. Korea. Not close. <laughs> I was in Mexico. Really, not close uh, at really? all. No, okay. Literally the other side of the world. Were you American with your geography skills there? <laughs> um, okay, so you ate it, and you were in. Wait, hold on. Is it one question each? I don't know. Whatever. Like you ate it in Mexico. You ate what kind of insect was it? A worm. Cat. Will you stop answering questions for me? A caterpillar. No, it wasn't. It was a a, a grasshopper. A grasshopper. Okay, the the standard thing that people eat if they eat an insect, right? Can I ask a question now? Yes. Was it like covered in chocolate or what? How did it? It was, uh, it was very finely chopped. So it was like dust. It was like almost, yeah, dust. 
like <laughs> granola. Well, was, chopped. What do you? Yeah, mean? it was chopped. Like chopped Im- up. Imagine chopping an onion. Yes. It looked like an onion, but it was a, a grasshopper. Okay. Or crunchy. Or multiple grasshoppers. That's fat, yeah. That's a fat grasshopper, right? I think it looks it like it looked ones. like an onion. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, like the, the body. It, the, the, well, it went, like you got the le- the legs and the wings and yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't tell. Yeah, it was okay. just all, it was just a. And uh, how did it taste? Uh, it tasted uh, it tasted well. Well, it tasted, tasted good. good. It Ooh. tasted good, um, but it was <laughs> good, good that it's it a was... low level <laughs> beginners English podcast. Paul's getting rinsed again. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please look. <laughs> yeah. Please make sure Paul Taylor learns some English. Yeah. This, is, this, this isn't the Luke's English podcast. This is the Luke's English podcast for Paul Taylor. Every to now and then English. I get people together and we try and build up Paul's English. <laughs> and we record it. It's all done on the false pretenses that it's a podcast. <laughs> We're just trying to raise his English level. <laughs> it was uh, in guacamole. It was guacamole, a pot of guacamole right. with, uh, with uh, chopped grasshoppers. On the top. And I've got a photo. I'll show you the photo. Were, were you... I don't want to see that. That's did you so feel disgusted gross. when you were eating it? Were you like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is disgusting. It, it was a little like bit off-putting of to start up. with, but it was all right. So it was all right. So it was basically... Would you do it again? Yeah. Oh, it was delicious, yeah. I mean, in that context, it was nice, yeah. Okay. All right. I bet you have, because you lived in Japan. I've eaten uh, insects, yeah. That's right. right. That's, yeah. Um, in, uh, in Japan, yeah. Uh, so I was in a bar, and... Uh, having a few drinks, you know, with my Japanese friends, having a few beers, and uh, this guy came in, and he was like, ah, oh, Ruku Ruku, look at this. And he opened up this lunchbox, and it was full of these grasshoppers, and they'd all been cooked in, uh, like, uh, soy sauce and sugar. And so he's like, hey, have, you know, have a, have a grasshopper. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, had a grasshopper, washed it down with some beer, and it was, it was all right. It tasted like shrimp. He's uh, showing us a photograph. Can you send yeah, that to me? Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a photo of a, of a pot of guacamole with uh, with uh, covered in grasshopper. Covered in grasshopper. Yeah. On top. So when I ate it, it tasted a bit like shrimp or prawn. But the thing is, the legs get stuck between your mm, teeth. Lovely. Oh, which is, which is uh, not gonna, nice. Uh, isn't the theory that we're all just going to finish with uh, eating? Um, well, yeah. Apparently, uh, insects are the future for the world's food shortage. The crisis that. Uh, there's Basically, a, there's it's a food crisis. It's an incredible. <laughs> welcome to America. Sorry, that, that um, was in a that was a joke. I just would like to say that that. Yes, of course. I of hope course. we can feed all of the yeah, children. Okay. I'll send it to you in message. Free hugs, free hugs, free hugs, and free food for children. <laughs> okay. Now art uh, supplies. I want art to, supplies. I would like to supply art supplies to the children in Paris. Okay, that's very nice. Very nice uh, gesture. I never know which. Uh, Paul, it's your turn. Uh, all right, Luke. Have you ever flown in a helicopter? Have I ever flown? No, I've never flown in a helicopter in my life. Would you like to uh, fly in a helicopter? I'd love to fly in a helicopter, yeah. I think it would be really exciting just flying around, you know. The thing is that I'd be scared that when I got out of the helicopter that it would chop my head off. Does someone do a comedy about that? Mm. Has someone got some comedy material about when I mean, you when you get really out? Tall enough. I know someone, I don't know who it is, but someone out there has got a comedy routine about why is it that when you leave a helicopter, you have to, everyone has to sort of like squat down as they leave as if there's any chance that the thing's going to chop your head off. Like, what kind of design flaw would it be that it was exactly the right height for chopping your head off and people are like squatting down yeah. as they run past? That's not necessary, I is think it? it's mainly in films that that happens. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's the wind. But if I, I did it, if right, I would yeah, be... Wind, yeah. I would be, like, squatting down as I leave the helicopter. Um, I... Uh, may I ch- chime in here? Yes, you can. I don't want to interrupt anybody. Go ahead. Um, I have flown three times on helicopters and I think that that's just kind of a natural reaction where you're like kind of freaked out have you ever drove a lawnmower 
you know, a drive, a drive lawnmower. Sorry, yeah. have I ever driven a lawnmower? You know, a little, well, yeah, they have like low, small a, push ones. It's a low-level podcaster. And then you have drive lawnmowers that are slightly larger okay. that you go around, you cut the grass. Right, yes. Um, have you ever driven that? Yes, I have. Okay, I felt like I was in a lawnmower that was got the blade just above your head and it feels almost exactly the same, like you're vibrating uh-huh. and you do not feel safe. It is really, have you? Yeah, yeah. I've flown a couple of times in a helicopter, but I can't, re- I don't really remember. I, it, 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 I think, yeah, it's just a natural reaction that you duck your head, just like it's a natural reaction um, when uh, you're like in the in the metro and a really fast train goes past. You know, it doesn't stop at the station, but it kind of goes through. You, you kind of step back naturally and you know, just yeah, sort yeah. of go around. Right, okay. All right, then. Well, I'd like to go in a helicopter because I'd like to experience that thing that you just described for myself. I and recommend Malt. Malta. Malta. Because there's a uh, Gozo is the little island right next to Malta. From uh-huh. here, it's not too far away. You yeah. go over there and like it's just like a taxi. It's like it was like 12 euros yeah. or 24, I forget. But to, just to go from Malta to Goza, yes. which is just like 15 minutes away. Right. So what's it like being it's in a brilliant. helicopter when it starts to take off? Because I know with the plane experience, you've got... Well, have you driven a motor... Uh, a lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, it's just like that then. Okay. Well, I didn't... I wasn't really, like, enthusiastic. I, I, I f- was nervous, I think. Yes, you were. Because I'd be like, oh, my God, we're, like, flying in a helicopter. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. just me. It's just it, me. I mean, it moves a lot more. Uh, you know, like, it moves... It hovers and stuff. It can do, yeah. It, it moves... Uh, it, it moves differently. Obviously, if you're used to a plane, it just moves a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, it's not like the same thing, but you know, if, if you drive a real car, yeah. Uh, if you drive a real car and then you get in a go-kart that's right. really close to the ground, but goes very fast, yes. like it just moves so, so much quicker. Yes, like it's yes. a lot more uh, mobile, maneuverable. Maneuverable. There you go. There's a big word. Pow! Maneuverable. We'll today's, on the big word. today's big word is sponsored by bigwords.com. For <clears> more big words, just go to bigwords.com. Slash Luke. To get 20% off big words, go to bigwords.com forward slash teacher Luke. This is a fake promotion in terms of... We have hundreds of big words for you available every day. For example, quagmire. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a character in family. You now have to... uh, Today's uh, definition of quagmire is brought to you by Robert Hain. Uh, When things are kind of weird, quagmire... Q U A G M I R. Yes. Quagmire. Yes, yes. A quagmire is a soft, boggy area of land that gives way underfoot. So it's like a swamp. Oh, so it's an actual word. I thought it was a character. And also, Rob is right. It's also an awkward, complex, or hazardous situation. When things feel all messed up. When things feel all messed up, it's a real quagmire. I thought it was just a character. Big words in layman terms. That's right. Brought to you. Hey, that rhymes. Big words in layman terms. Brought to you by Robert. Big words in layman's terms. Brought to you by Robert from bigwords.com. Robert from Aubert. Forward slash Luke's English podcast.com. That's right. Okay. All right then. So, um, it's my turn. Uh, Robert Hayne, have you ever, let's see, have you ever uh, done a jump in a car? Have you ever done a jump in a car? Been in a car and <laughs> left the ground in a car? Well, I don't know. Like, if, do you, would you consider doing speed bumps at a high rate as a, like a jump? Did all four wheels leave the ground? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I've done that for sure. I've done it. I remember train crossing with the Mazda six two six in Minnesota. Yes, I have done that. Thank you okay. for asking. All right, and and what was it like? Um, it was a huge error because afterwards <laughs> uh, I bottomed out my father's car. God, I hope he never listens. What does that to mean? This. You bottomed out his car? Like when you jump over a th- like depending upon your suspension, mm-hmm. um, th- that's what absorbs the shock in your vehicle. So mm-hmm. if you are too high up in the air and the vehicle comes down and yeah. the s- suspension is not tight enough, I guess, yes, yes. that uh, the bottom of the vehicle will scrape against the ground. Right. I don't know I needed to do the hand yeah, You gesture, did slam the table. But, um, it'll slam against the ground. <laughs> and um, we were, I, it was dirt roads of Minnesota, and I'm pretty sure that that uh, messed up the gas tank, which really? caused, caused an eventual leak in the vehicle. Did the, did the car explode? Negative. Did you feel like Dukes of Hazard? More to the point. When you did it. That, that. Is, that is exactly what I felt. Did like. you did you go yeah. yeehaw when you did it? I do do that uh, often. You and do that I, way too often. Too when, often. Yeah, mate. Every about? time I get on the back of the scooter with you, and you're you, you're about to go, you go past a bunch of people and yeehaw. Yeah, that's right. You do do that. You actually go yeehaw. Fly me. I um I'm the most American person you people will ever meet in your yes, life. Yes, I think it's and true. And I feel that that is if it's I am a rep- uphold. if I'm a representative of American culture, that is not it's not only an, a, a pure Impul- enjoyment, but it's also a duty that I have to continue the American legacy here in Paris. Yeah. And you uphold that legacy by saying by pronouncing the word duty as duty. So well done. You know, you're doing duty. you're doing the right thing. Well, Good duty, job. duty to you, sir. Duty, 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 duty. Yeah, isn't that by the police? Do you That's not feel that you have a duty to do what you do? Um, yes, of course are, I do. Would be obliged to do. Yes, I certainly do. You sound like Francois Hollande. You can be do what <laughs> you want to do. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, there's a bit uh, Francois Hollande. If you check in uh, YouTube, Francois Hollande in the Philippines. He's the French president. It's the French yeah. president. He goes. Uh, he goes, you can be proud of you. Uh, you can be do what we want to do. <laughs> That's really? literally the words that he says. Oh, my uh, goodness. And it doesn't mean anything. So. Okay. Be you. Be, f- be proud of you because you can be do what we want to do. Right, which, uh, which is uh, part of the reason why people were like to me, why does it matter that we speak English? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, didn't I? Oh, yeah. I was asked the last question. So... Um, I'm going to be editing out these long pauses. Luke. Yes. Now, I know the answer to this, so I'm, I'm excited to hear what you, how you're going to answer this. Okay. okay. Um, oh, God, no, what no is this? No pressure. Just, I just want the audience... I'm going to say whether or not there's complete transparency here or not. So I'm holding you to your honor system here. What? Luke uh, uh, Thompson. I, I am your father. <laughs> have you ever... Um, Made a complete fool of yourself in public, go. Um, yes, uh, I'm sure I have. I'm just trying to think what it is. I have it written down right here, so you've, please go ahead. Really? You've got one? <laughs> Tell me. What? You've got one already? Well, I've kind of been keeping track. So, <laughs> um, um, let's so see. go ahead. When do you think you, <laughs> you've made a complete fool of um, yourself I think in public? I've, I think I've made a complete fool of myself in a, a, a number of times. I think a lot of the times I didn't even notice... I was making a complete fool of myself, and I, I, you know, I've been like, "That was fine," and everyone else thought that I made a fool of myself. I'm sure this, that's happened a lot. That's why I made the list. Or exactly, <laughs> that's why you've got this list apparently of thing, moments when I've made a fool of myself. Um, probably doing some disastrous comedy gig, like you know, I remember doing one at a show, uh, 
and it was uh, it was horrible. I would be I'd have been invited to be the MC, so I wasn't responsible for setting up the whole room and everything like that. Well, I and guess it, did you? Yeah, I'm sorry, on. I don't mean to cut you off here, but I didn't mean on stage. Mm-hmm. I meant I have a list. That's a different list, actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I meant in public, like not on purpose, because when you're a comic, I mean that's kind of that's your get out of free card. Yes, but, like, I suppose so. Well, I want to hear the example that yeah, you've I got want to know down. this as well. Yeah, if you you don't have anything, you're just blagging, aren't you? Just uh, okay, I've I, the jig is up. I have I have no list. So you just did I've, that to just try and get stories out of me. Kind of, I was fishing. I you was were, fishing you to were. see if I could you get you to break down. So when have you? Um, well, I was talking it wasn't about that. your fault. I, well, I don't know if stand up counts, does it? Mm. Um, no. Other than that, I mean, it technically is. Okay, making I remember. It, but once. you're allowed to as a company. I remember one in Japan. So. I had a bicycle, first of all. So I made a fool of myself in several ways. I had this bicycle in Japan. Because lots of people have bicycles, right? There's lots of different types. There's cool ones. Lots of cool bikes. Hipsters bikes and BMXs and other bikes. Like little BMX ones? Like, yeah, and like sort of like these cool beach bikes and stuff like that. Because oh. I, I lived down near the beach. You know, cool bikes. And sort of folding bicycles and futuristic Japanese engineered bicycles and stuff. And then there are these other bikes which are just sort of like everywhere... And they're the sort of bikes that a housewife would uh, ride. Huh? So like these old ladies' bicycles with like big baskets on the front and back. They call them uh, mamachari, okay, which is like a mother's bicycle. Okay. And so I had one of these mamachari bicycles, this big blue bicycle with a huge basket on the front and another one on the back. Really and I used like to go flowers? to the I used to go to the supermarket and get all my cl- uh, all my shopping and bundle it into these baskets and ride back like a housewife, you know. And so I, was, I remember once it was my day off and I was riding around, riding around the beach and stuff and checking everything out. And uh, there was this area in the park next to the beach where there was like this train on this elevated track, like this kid's train ride thing on an elevated track. And then beneath it, there was like this track going round inside a fenced off area, right? So it was like this train thing. And uh, I was just riding around the park and riding around and following this, what I thought was a cycle track, actually it wasn't, it was part of this flipping ride or whatever. And I inadvertently cycle into the, the fenced off area of the ride. I'm still cycling around what looks like a cycle path. And I'm, I'm like deep inside this territory of like, you know, some special ride you have to pay to get on. <laughs> and and, yeah, and I was just riding along and, uh, and then I looked over in the distance and there's like over there in the distance was like this Japanese guy in uniform doing this, which is what I'm doing, listeners, is I'm sort of holding up both my hands. Making a big X. Making a big X. Like he's standing there making this big X like that. And I was like, oh, oh God, I'm in the wrong place. I shouldn't be cycling here. And I was like, oh God, it's the train tracks area. So I like cycled out and he was like, you know, clearly quite annoyed. And, uh, you know, it was a problem. And as I was cycling out, there's like this little footpath bridge over the cycle path and there was like a bunch of kids all laughing at me and pointing at me and I was like riding through and they were all pointing and laughing at me and I was like oh you know totally humiliated the uh, the Englishman (laughs) which is now part of the uh, ride that's right yeah Yeah, yeah. we've got live Englishmen uh, (laughs) for for your amusement pay extra to see the stupid Englishman on a bicycle kind of like a little zoo yes exactly Gaijin, Gaijin zoo just like a zoo where they can go and see foreign people making fools of themselves in public. So that's the time that I made a fool of myself in public, all right? Good. Okay, so whose turn is it? It's your turn, uh, Paul Taylor. Robert Hayne, have you killed an animal by mistake? Killed an animal by oh, mistake? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Really? Really recently, I think I killed a bird driving through uh, Portugal. Really? Uh. And I felt so bad. And it w- I had this moment of, well, should I tell you about this car that I got in Portugal? Because it was- Go on. I, so I got there to Portugal, and it was my birthday weekend and the anniversary of my two-year anniversary with my wife. I'm very happily married to- Congratulations. Thank you. And um, I told the woman, hey, is it possible to get a little upgrade? And she was like, uh yeah let me let me check we'll see what's available and she got me the bmw sports edition nice like it's not a coupe but it was it was whatever it was a super luxurious car and i'm probably going about 160 to 180 the majority of the time <laughs> and uh <laughs> oh jesus i think I forget, but it's all these little, it's like wine country where we're driving yes. through. So there I'm not obviously going 160, right. but I hit like just behind you, there's these buses and you got to be on point paying attention because you could definitely easily mm. fall over a cliff right. and hit a bird. And I just felt like I should stop, but there was nowhere to stop because it's yeah. these big whiny roads. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I felt good about the fact that I considered going back and so like give you know, it resuscitation maybe bring it to a veterinarian or something like that and i thought that's pretty big of me to have those kind of thoughts give it the kiss of life to a little bird I, uh, something come I don't on buddy I'm, come on buddy i wouldn't say i have a direct connection to a higher power but i felt like maybe mm-hmm. the kiss of life what do you call but, that yeah the kiss of life i would mm-hmm. definitely do that but you didn't though i put i didn't but i considered <laughs> it and i think that you that's considered it yeah close that is in your favor uh, the fact you considered it but didn't ultimately do it yeah, I've I've got a funny yes. uh, a funny story that's related to language, so it'll it'll uh, it, it should it, it, it makes sense, and there's okay. the reason I'm adding it in. So I, uh, when I first got on my car when I was 17, little Ford Fiesta mm-hmm. uh, rust bag. I was I used to drive to college every day uh, to a different town. Rust bucket and um, rust bucket. What did I say? Rust bag. Rust bag. Welcome to the low level podcast. <laughs> well, I didn't want to mislead your listeners. <laughs> rust bucket, an old car, like oh, a, right. an so old this, rust this, bucket. This, it gets better with my level of English, right? So <laughs> I'm not. So I I'm driving along this country road about sixty miles an hour. Yes. Uh, yeah, because well, fifty because that's the limit. Whatever it was. Yeah. And there's a car behind me, uh, and as we're going down, a pheasant runs in front of me. What's a pheasant? A pheasant is a is a is a bird is a type of bird that's it's a that, large it's a large bird they don't fly very much they're a bit like chickens yeah a little bit like chickens yeah. uh, and uh, and uh, uh, yeah so a pheasant runs out and I, my first reaction was to slam the brakes but i saw the car behind me was yeah. quite close so i i kind of i was just like i've uh, just got to go uh, through uh, it I, whatever so it i, I hit it yeah um and then, like, you know, your first reaction, mine, was to look in the rearview mirror, and it was just, like, this cloud of feathers. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I felt really bad, but I was, like, again, similar sort of thing. I was, like, I, it was either I slam the brakes and potentially get slammed yeah. into and create, like, a proper car accident. Yeah. So I get to college, um, oh, and, no. and people are, like, oh, you know, whatever, how are you, whatever. And, and, and it made a massive dent in my car as well. Yeah. Like, in the front, like, the whole half of the bumper was just completely destroyed. Yeah. So anyway, I... I walk into my Spanish class. This is when I'm 17. <laughs> and people are like, oh, what happened, Paul? Because uh, I, I guess I had like a, I don't know, I, I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. looking normal. And, yeah. I, and I said, I'm, this is what I actually said. I was like, oh, I just hit a peasant in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I just hit a peasant. Because 
I mean, my level yeah. of English is that's how bad it is. Like, oh, you I, said that in English. I said it in English. Yeah, right. yeah. I said it in my English. In English. So uh, obviously, a, a peasant is like a poor person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A peasant okay. is a poor person. And I, I knew that, but I didn't, like, I don't know, it was just whatever. I said peasant. You came, you came and they're in. like, what do you mean you hit a peasant? I'm like, yeah, you know, a peasant. The bird thing. And they're like, oh, no, a pheasant. Okay. P-H, Paul, you've got to add the H. You've got to pronounce you the go. H. There you go. Well, so, we just um, learned two words, maybe, on the podcast. Peasant and pheasant. And peasant rust bucket. Well, and rust bucket as well. We're going to keep it pedagogic. Yes. Pedagogic. Pedagogical. Um, yeah. I have a what tongue twister about pheasants. Good. We like tongue twisters. Do you? Yes. Would you like that right now? Yes, yes, definitely. Are you yeah. ready? Yep. I am a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I, <laughs> I am the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker who ever plucked a mother pheasant. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Thank Just you. Run it by me line by line. I am a mother pheasant plucker. I'm a mother pheasant plucker. Pluck is when you pull the, yeah. the feathers out. When you pull the the What's a mother pleasant fucker? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Paul. Um, well, that's why it's a... He a mother pheasant plucker. So to pluck uh, uh, f- um, a After pheasant. my last experience with the podcast, I would like to try and keep it clean here, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't mind, we don't... Right, I'll shut up for the... Uh, this is pedagogic. This is we, so wait, that people can learn. We have to establish what to pluck means. It means to pull the feathers out right. of something. So I am a mother pheasant plucker. I'm a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I pluck mother pheasants. And in addition to that, I am the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker. I'm the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker. That ever plucked a mother pheasant. That ever plucked a mother pheasant. Whoa, that's pretty good. If you have to do the whole thing. Well, if you want to do it quickly, the idea is that you say, I'm a mother pheasant plucker, I pluck mother pheasants, I'm the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker that ever plucked a mother pheasant. (laughs) And the idea is that in the middle of that, like me, you'll end up saying fuck. That's (laughs) not at all the objective. (laughs) It's purely innocent. I, yeah, yeah, I'm a little gêné. I don't know. How gêné? Uh, I'm a little bothered by the, the the way that this podcast has turned right now. But um, it's okay. It's okay. I, well, I think yeah. I'm going to be all right. You know, it doesn't doesn't always turn like this. Um, I wanted to keep it pure for your audience. Yes, it's good. Keep it clean. It always, it, whatever happens, it always ends up me not speaking correct English. Yes, you always make That's some sort every, of every, Whenever it's... Uh, if Amber's on the podcast and the three of us, it's always about me not speaking good English anyway. Because as I've said, this whole thing is a, a whole a ruse just to improve to your English. English. All right, go. Are we yes, doing? okay. Is, is my turn? Yeah. Paul. Paul Taylor, have you ever, um, <laughs> let's see, have you ever had a public argument or fight? Have you ever had like a fight or a big public disagreement? Uh, have I ever... Like a big fuss of some uh, sort? I've had, there was one time where I complained in a shop. Mm-hmm. About a buying a camera, but that I wouldn't really call that an argument. The, uh, yeah, actually, recently. Yes. Um, the uh, I was I was driving in Paris and uh, there was a queue of of cars and whatever in front of me mm-hmm. and there was but there was an empty lane on the right so uh, I decided to go in the right lane to try and jump a couple of cars yeah um, because I was turning right later on anyway what I didn't realize is there was a car double parked on the street so that's why everyone was on the left lane right so anyway I go into the right lane gain a few cars yeah and I was like well I guess I have to come back in yeah into yeah, the yeah, main yeah. thing and I ended up um, like trying to turn in in front of a white van yes a guy uh, in a white van he went crazy he really? started shouting me, blah, blah, blah. so I just shouted at him I'm like sorry I didn't realise whatever and then um, and then he shouted something and then I we insulted each other and then he 
we carried on for a bit and then he pulled in front of me so I couldn't get in front of him. He comes right. out of his car and he starts banging on my window. Really? Yeah, he went crazy. He's banging on your window? He was banging on my window and I, I had to just be like, look, mate, I, like I thought it was two lanes, calm down. Like, not, not the face, not the face. I'm Paul Taylor. I'm Paul, Paul Taylor. Yeah, exactly. I'm at, at PT Comedy. I'm on TV. <laughs> I'm on, not the face, not the face. Yeah. Where, where were you? Uh, just uh, near Republic. I was just driving home. And uh, yeah, some guy, he went... Because I've had one more... I've had another time where it ended up like I, I had to turn left on a street, mm-hmm. and which means you have to wait for the traffic, the oncoming traffic to pass you. Mm-hmm. So I was blocking everyone behind me yeah. and the people were pumping. Like it was a guy behind me who just decided to like really slam on the horn. Yeah. I, yeah. And I it, like, I just threw up my middle finger like in between the two seats. I was like, yeah. fuck off, whatever. And I could see him getting, it was a taxi driver uh, and yeah. I could see him in the, in the rear view mirror getting, getting really annoyed. So when yeah. the traffic did start moving, I turned left, he followed me. Yeah. And then we arrived at a red light. Yeah. Uh, me in first then him in second and he gets out of his car yeah. he comes over to my car starts banging on the window <laughs> I was like oh for fuck's sake here we why, go why do people like, keep banging so on the window angry? yeah so anyway I drop the window by about two centimetres and he's like open the window open the window I'm like what 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 and he goes was that to me that you stuck up your middle finger and I just went no <laughs> and he went okay and he just went back to his taxi is and that, that was right? it yeah, thanks was have great. a nice day mate yeah, oh, I, man, I'm, you, got, uh, you got out of that one that happened yeah, to me I have three road times rage. on my way here today. <laughs> I have road rage, but I, I realize that I can't walk my hands afterwards. You can't back it up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Rob, I'm sure that you get involved in these situations all the time, right? Don't you? You said three times already on the way here today. Yeah, it's my, kind of my, this, that's my story. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm used to that. Get, getting near fist fights often with dr- driving experiences. Really? Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I don't no, I don't. I don't mean to take away from no, your, no. your story because no. it's that's it. That's the. I mean, that's it. Basically, revolves around uh, people being idiots uh, yes. and and being disrespectful or just whatever. Like in the metro or something. Like actually, just walking here, mm-hmm. I was trying to cross the road and the light was green for the pedestrians, but it was also green for the traffic. And you know, yeah, they turned. Yeah, they, they the turned. guy turned and he didn't just stop and he. Almost, so I slapped the back of his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just sort of a thing. double standard. It it's is. a double standard. I think it is, that's isn't the it? thing that I want to, but it leads me to that. It's like when you're in a car and the way you have to drive when you're driving in Paris is like you have to drive in Minnesota. If you drove like that, you'd be accused of involuntary manslaughter, <laughs> I think. Like, because you have to drive at the sidewalk, regardless mm. of whether or not, or the, at the crosswalk. Otherwise, you'll never get through because yeah. Parisians aren't waiting for the green hand to, yeah. you know. Yeah, or the little not, walking yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. You just true. yeah. In order to get by as a as a person who is commuting by any means of transport, foot, uh, yeah. bike, motorbike, or car, you just have to be a selfish, egotistical. Everyone's just uh, like everyone's so crammed in together in this place. It's just yeah. unreal. Um, okay, I think we've got time for one more round, uh, and then uh, and then that's that's it. So this is the final round, sponsored by what was it? Uh, big words of the day. Big bigwords dot com. Um, so. Or Rob. Uh, ex- layman terms. What was it? Big words in layman's terms. Big words in layman's terms with bigwords.com. Uh, so, can I? I'm just going to take something that comes to me from the universe instead okay. of going off of our list. Okay. Um, can it be to both of you at the same time? Sure. So it's more inclusive since sure. it's the final round? Go ahead. Uh, Speak into the microphone. Where have have you guys ever scuba dived before? Mm. No, I haven't. No, no, you haven't. And would you guys like to scuba dive? I don't know. Actually, I've, I'm a bit sort of cautious about going deep down into the water. Where 
you know, everything's everything wants to kill you. you how know? deep do you think it goes? Like, uh, how think I don't know, like a few hundred <laughs> meters. That means two things. Um, I, I, so <laughs> I have speaking of Malta and Gozo. I have. Were we speaking of Malta and Gozo we did, we were, earlier we? about the helicopter? I mentioned that's right, that place. Malta and Gozo. That's sort of strange. I never knew there was an island called Gozo. Did you? Goza. Goza. Goza is from Ghostbusters. No, G O Z A. Look it up on Google if you don't believe me. Um, I okay. did scuba diving one time there. I've done it once, and it is the most one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. I think. Really, you guys, you guys have to. You get to this point where after you more beautiful than getting married to your wife. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that you can do that alone too. with nature. Let me let me clarify the the okay. most beautiful thing that you can do. Once you go down underneath the water and you stop freaking out because you have you only have like this small, so you have to like it's kind of like breathing through a big straw mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, once you can calm your breathing down, you kind of like you have to you. It's like the ocean is hugging you because you've got this pressure coming from yeah. you from every angle, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like if you go down and it was kind of shallow water, you know, it was mm-hmm. it wasn't more than nine meters deep. Ten, right. Like in your first time, that's never going to happen anyway. But mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Okay. Long story short. All right then. Fine. Good. Paul. No, I've never. Oh yeah. Sorry. Choose another uh, question. All right. Uh, so both of you, have you have you ever slept outside, not camping? Have I ever slept outside not camping? Yeah. I actually haven't, you know. Really? Yeah, I've only okay. the only times I've ever slept outside have been when I'm camping and we've like decided to sleep out without the tent because it's nice. But other than that, you know, no, not overnight, Rob? Not camping, yes. Yes. Um the worst job the fourth worst job I've ever <laughs> had in my life. Um I was what they call in French a ventouse, which is the guy like so if they're going to do a movie in Paris, they have to block the streets the day before or two days before so that nobody's parking there, right? Mm-hmm. They put all these cones, these big orange cones on the sidewalk so that, or on the street, obviously, so that people don't park their cars there. And to make sure that the locals don't move the cones and just park there anyway, they hire some dude, some poor sap, to sit out in a vehicle all night long and guard the spot. And that I had that job, and so I slept outside in Paris, and it was the fourth worst job i've ever had in my right. life i don't recommend it i saw some shady things that i don't want to talk about it'll make me a little emotional wow <laughs> moving think mo- moving stuff here on luke's english podcast um okay i think that's uh that's it right i think we're done yeah, oh, i got one. Oh, the last leave on that how I can got, we leave on that can we leave on something positive okay uh let's this see be last, uh, let's see ha- let's see have you ever swum with dolphins no. or sharks no? no all right no uh have you ever met a famous person yes but without knowing it you met a famous person in oh. France. Like I meet French, like I've met a couple of French people who are like today. There was some guy in, in my dressing room that was doing makeup. Yeah, uh, who was? And it? he's a, uh, his last name is Tapi, Bernard Tapi. Oh my God, the politician. Yeah, the guy who used to run Marseille Football Club. Oh yeah, uh, and I had no idea who he was. So he's a famous person, but I uh, like. But you had no idea. I, no, because I don't. I don't live here. But and and Addy gets really angry with me. Because she's like, you met him, and you're like, yeah, yeah just yeah. a bloke. Yeah, like the guy, he's in one of our videos uh, about the strikes. He's uh, he also plays the doctor in a famous French TV show. Uh, and she was like, Are you kid- how did you spend like half a day with him, and you didn't know who he was? I was just like, oh, he's a cool guy, you know. We talked and whatever, and he said he acted and other stuff, and you know, he didn't brag about himself, and mm. so I didn't know who he was until okay. I got home. All right, uh, fine. You, Rob, have you met a famous person? Um. 
does Paul Taylor do you count? I mean, you two are pretty famous now. You were uh, like no, we, no, were you worldwide yeah, famous, famous for your podcast. You got millions of listeners all yeah, over the but world. Nah, I never meet anyone who knows who. I, except sometimes, actually, at, at, at work, uh, we interview new students at the school. Like I had recently, uh, this this woman came in. I was like, so you know, like interviewing her to get a level of English. And then I was like, oh, you know, do you listen to anything to improve your English? And she was like, yeah, I listen to podcasts. I listen to uh, I listen to. Wait a minute. And she looked at my name tag and she was like, wait a minute, is that, are you Luke from Luke's English Podcast? And I was like, well, well, um, yes, yeah, so, I'm, you know. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's, that's that recognition, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's quite cool. Yeah. But to be honest with you, Paul and I have been working at Canal Plus and like we eat lunch with people that I recognize from the television almost yeah. on a regular basis really, now. Yeah. And yeah. being an actor, like not, yeah, I'm like, I've been an extra in a lot of movies since the... Was that the question? Have I met a famous person? Have you met a yeah. famous person? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot. Who? Uh, Wes Anderson, Brad Pitt. You met Brad uh, Pitt? Matt Damon. Really? Uh, Were you we, the guy in uh, The Born Identity gets punched in the face with a book? Um, no. I have done a lot of jobs in, in the film and cinema industry. And in, in Boston, when they shot, what's it called? Um... Goodwill Hunting. Yes, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Right. Uh, I was a. I had a small role that got cut from that movie, and I was a stand-in for like a week and a half on that. Yeah. Ten years later, I was working for a production company here in Paris as a production assistant, mm -hmm. and it says on my resume that I was Matt Damon's stand-in in Goodwill <laughs> right. Hunting, and somebody <laughs> somebody saw that. Well, it's on IMDb or whatever, oh right? Oh, my God. And so somebody at the thing saw that, and we were doing the... I was working for the production company that was doing... <laughs> I can't believe this. Born, born ultimatum. I can't believe that you were the stand-in for, for um. No, no, but for name? him I wasn't. I was the stand-in for Cole Hauser. Matt, Matt Damon. But it says Matt Damon on IMDb. So then ten so years later. So you're not later, arguing with that. You're not going to oh, call him. I'm up. not going to call. Him. I think yeah, that's hilarious. Cares? That's hilarious because uh, that means that if if Matt Damon had been sick, then maybe some scenes of Goodwill Hunting would have been you shot from the back. Wait, and it's, it's like Rob Hain, but then it turns the camera and it's uh. It's uh, Matt Damon. Well, they no. don't do that. They would never... Do, well, yeah, body. that's called a body double, and that's right. a different job. I was the stand-in, which means they set up the cameras for okay. using my face, and then when they're done with that, then they I finish. See, so then 10 years later, they were shooting The Bourne Ultimatum here in Paris. Yes. And the people knew, the production company knew that I had done that before, and so they asked me to do it again for him. All right, so you were brought like, in but as... But they really wanted me to do it. Like, they lied about my height so that I could do it really? or whatever. And then two months later, I was Brad Pitt's stand-in on a Wes Anderson commercial yeah. as well. Oh, my goodness. So I have, like, I stand there and I say as little as possible to right. those people. And okay. so, yeah, I've met a lot of people. All right, here, here's Robert Haynes' credits on oh, IMDb. Oh, shit. Yeah. What is it going to say now? Filmography. Known for. You know, like, there's the known for section on yes. IMDb. Yes. Uh, That's not my filmography. I'm not it known is. for that. You're known for... Look in at the Inception. Titles. Inception. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. OSS uh, 117, which is a, a very famous French film. That was a real role. Scary Movie 2. Yeah. Uh, really? You're credited in these films. This is yeah. amazing. I didn't know this. Uh, what else have we got? The, uh, uh, French thing, French thing, French thing, French it's thing, French thing. Robert Hain, H-O-E-H-N. And he's Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards as well, yes. You met Quentin Tarantino? I did. Yeah. Really? 
Well, well, well. Imagine what that would have been like. I guess I didn't. I forgot about him because he was. Oh, kind to be of fair, a... it says filmography. It says miscellaneous crew. Miscellaneous crew. So <laughs> nah, T boy. They don't really then, because I'm not really trying to be clear about what I was doing on those. Because I owe some of those people money. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my joke. I stole that joke. I'm should, sorry. That's Red One Harjan. Should we not be talking about this? Is that uh, no, no? No, I'm no, cool no. with it. It's it like I've done a lot of shit jobs. He's now been promoted to elbow in uh, GQ magazine. That's right. Uh, what? My, uh, <laughs> yeah, my elbow is in an article on GQ, GQ Your magazine. Elbow? Yeah, next to Paul Taylor's face. Oh, um, okay. But because uh, GQ magazine did a thing about the the show, yeah, and it, they took the screenshot of the bit where Rob spills beer over me. Yeah. Uh, in the terrace episode, so it's you, but then there's put Rob's elbow, Rob's elbow in and there as well. Hair, yeah. okay. I like being in in the GQ article that mentions my name Robert H O E H N Robert Hain. It's pronounced Hain. <laughs> like you can champagne. find me on Facebook. Uh, Remi- rhymes with champagne. Facebook. Rhymes also with pain, which is yes. how Robert, much uh, Robert Hain. His ass is feeling after. No, that was my. It said right, so I was Paul, two things. It said I was. I think it said it, I was a man in the shadows. And it also said that I was Paul Taylor's acolyte, acolyte. which I believe is a big word. Is it's, it? Yeah. It, well, isn't that like a dinosaur from the Cretaceous period? <laughs> well, I do feel do very feel like- Cretaceous sometimes. <laughs> but um, an, an acolyte is a henchman, is how Google translates Cheeky it. Paul is that Taylor. right? It's a henchman. Someone who hangs around with someone in order to... Uh, uh, what was it? Acolyte? What? I thought I mean, a henchman was someone who does your bidding like a samurai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna so, look up the word. So, a person it. assisting a priest in a religious service or procession—that's right. a henchman, or an assist, oh, no. or an assistant, or follower. So, so I'm following you're, you're Paul Taylor. Ass- you're his assistant. The man in the shadows following Paul Taylor, which is true. It's very true. Uh, I'm riding well, uh, those coattails uh, was as hard as I can. Son acolyte Robert. Okay, but I, I didn't. F- Fine follower. I thought more henchman was good. kind uh, of like a gorilla. I love like, the beginning of his phrase. His acolyte Robert in parentheses. Uh, who we see generally the hands or the this the neck yes. uh, <laughs> from Minnesota and it carries on. Right, it's just right. like it's like Robert in parentheses the guy's elbow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy's elbow is always in. Or the, the shot. guy that I'm always telling to shut up. Right, like it's it, right. often we have a disagreement in the in the videos. Right, yes. Whether There's, it's in the back of the cinema and he's going shh and I go and shut he's, up. He's throwing popcorn at you. Right, or he's spilling beer over me. But it's evolved. I really feel like my character is. This is Characters have evolved, whereas Paul is still playing the same <laughs> you know, one-dimensional <laughs> English you know, I think it twat. Would be- I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To get a little aggressive. No, I think that that's Paul has really got this kind of you know one thing going, whereas I'm showing a lot of diversity as far as he played my, my he played my, my gay step uh, father-in-law right? in one of the as episodes. well as a okay. French uh, what do you call it revolutionaire with a pitchfork. Right. I mean, You've I'm really. Diff- <laughs> as well as a, a guy from La Poste that smashes a computer on the floor. I feel like my experience at the Boston University Conservatory program <laughs> has given me the the, the know-how. The and, wherewithal. You know, it doesn't prepare you how, how to survive success, but I think that it's really... <laughs> It's sure, really prepared sure. my craft, and my body is an instrument with which... Uh, <laughs> See, now I think this is the bit... This it's is act- important to say that this is the part where Rob is being in his sarcastic voice, which you might not pick up, which is maybe why people got annoyed at the last yes, episode. Yes, exactly, because they took it on face value, yeah. as, as people do, as what we know. What he's saying now is, 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 is it's being sarcastic, which I is... I don't a, understand what you're talking about. I went to Boston University Conservatory. You actually program. did go to that, though, yeah, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. But he, yeah, but he's saying, like, you know, it's like the people who on stage who are like, 
uh, in Paris who do there's a very famous thing called Les Cours Florent which you pay 10,000 euros for yeah. the sausage factory for French actors uh-huh. and, uh, and so basically like the, I've seen like three or four comedians do this like a, a stupid impression of a thing and he goes huh, that's 10,000 pounds worth spelt, uh, spent at the Cours Florent it's a similar sort of thing he's, he's being yeah. ironic about the fact that yeah, yeah, yeah. the Boston University prepared him to be a, hold a pitchfork and exactly and to, 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 to do these roles even slightly sarcastic in my recent I don't understand <laughs> I don't what you guys just are talking the about general tone of it was uh, uh, there was a, a, a sort of a little upset element, element, no. element of irony or something well I just want to set the record straight for your listeners because I'm sure that they're going to have time to cross reference and truth fact this GQ fact article check. in fact, French fact check truth well, fact did I say fat check no, uh, no, fat check fact, Robert fact check yeah but they're going to fact check the yeah. what did he say a truth check truth a check. truth fact I don't truth, know I, I wanted to give fact. the truth to your listeners so that they knew that uh, how I felt I just feel like it was <laughs> okay. I understand. You clarifying, clearing the air, just making sure that uh, everyone. Well, I didn't want people to think that I was like just you know an elbow or something. For me, it's much more of a journey than that. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's like a really deep. You sound like Christian Bale or something, like a really serious actor. Well, I, I believe that we have the same process as far as well, maybe the character is concerned. Because, you know, there's a lot of times people don't take the craft of acting seriously, and I feel like I should yeah. be one to defend it as well. Maybe, Rob, that you're going to receive an award for this at the next award ceremony, like Best Elbow uh, 2016. Well, to, to be technical, Luke, and I don't know if you're being sarcastic now, but it'd be Best Supporting Actor. Okay. <laughs> Of course, of and course. I don't know if they have uh, the Moliere's for that or not. Is it the Moliere's or the Caesars? Caesars. 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 The Caesars. I don't know if they have the Caesars for short, <laughs> short series, short comic series on Crypt Day for best supporting actor in a short comic series. Best, best supporting elbow. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's the back of my neck. If you want to translate directly from the article, well, I'm very, I'm very glad that uh, that the everything's been progressing so well, and that uh, you're really sort of blossoming as a method actor, and that you know things are going so well for you, Paul, on television and everything. Thank you for coming over to the flat. Thank you for to, having me back. I really want to thank you. This has been a big, courageous step for you, and I hope that your, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that your listeners respect the level of dedication you have to being. Being um, impartial, you yes. know, and you know, really being above a lot of the hearsay that's yes. been going on. So, thank you very much for having me back. It's, a, it's, it's a real it's, honor to be here. It's a pleasure, honestly. and you know, I think we can consider now the slate to be wiped clean. Uh, There's nothing I want more than that. Thank okay. you. Thank right. you so much. Okay. It feels like I'm releasing him from prison now. Yeah. You know what the I mean? The slate's been wiped clean. The slate's been wiped clean. Now you've you can paid wipe your, your debt. I definitely feel cleaner. Like something from my soul has been lifted. You've, you've, you've um, yeah, you've been sort of, uh, your, your debt to society has been paid. Thank it's you. like a weight off your well, shoulders. Well, he still owes me some money, so. Yeah. Except for that. That's, well, yeah. Except for some private, a number of private, numerous private matters it's a big debt's been where paid. money has been, been owed but you don't owe to society in right. general it's not a debt it's not a physical or a cash debt it's a debt you it's know moral debt exactly yes thank you everyone for listening to us talk rubbish for an hour and we'll be back on the podcast soon but uh, gentlemen anything final to say to the people of the world before we sign off here on the end of Luke's English Podcast nah, keep, keep listening to Luke's English Podcast it's a really great way to learn English I am a huge fan and uh, yeah I um, you've been listening I've been listening I'm I've I still have not figured out what the Russian joke is. So what, oh, I recommend, no, no. What, I, what I recommend to all listeners is to go back and listen to every episode from the beginning. I, but I haven't figured it out because I understand it's pretty deep and philosophical. 
um, and it and it leads to hours of discussion. But we sh- shouldn't talk about it now because that's a different subject. I think I'm glad all you of you because I almost forgot about it. I was like, it's it's been my mission to bring that up ever, ever since it happened. But so. there's so many. If you go back and listen to these episodes, there's so much adventure and life that you can learn about from Luke talking about like if it's from the experiences um, from mice or the mouse that he had in his apartment mm-hmm. that he, well, speaking of killing animals, but, um, you know, go back Didn't and listen it. to that. It's not, it's not dead. That, I think. Uh, well, there, there, we, we don't know. We don't, we know, don't know. Maybe you just grabbed it and threw it out the window. How do we know that? We, anyway, True. there's some, a lot of, there's a lot of mystery and, um, drama in, around in, that episode. In, intrigue. I'm also really enamored with the episode about, um, uh, when you went on vacation to Thailand and you have your stories about the bathhouses where all of yeah. the men were checking out your package. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, package. Your package. Yeah, that was an embarrassing moment. Yeah, I could have mentioned that as the time when I made a fool of myself. There you go. It's, but it's not your now fault. It's, it's genetics. <laughs> uh-huh. Boom. Yeah. Right, good. And on that bombshell, Bizu. have a nice afternoon, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. 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 So there you go. That's the end of that conversation. Well done for making it all the way to the end here. I wonder how it was for you. Did you manage to catch everything that was said? Did you find it difficult? Did you find it not too difficult? Let me know in the comments section. Um, Good luck if you're transcribing that episode because we did talk over each other quite a lot, as friends do when they're hanging out together. Um, Of course you realise that most of what we said was quite tongue-in-cheek, right? It wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. Tongue-in-cheek means that a statement is done humorously and not seriously and shouldn't be taken at face value. So we say to do something tongue-in-cheek or to say something tongue-in-cheek. So um, most of what we said there was done tongue-in-cheek, so don't take it all seriously. And that includes the insulting jokes that I made about Rob at the beginning of the episode, which were all said in good faith. So thank you very much for listening. And I, in fact, I wonder if you have any, any stories to tell about the things we talked about in this episode. For example, have you ever done these things? Have you ever seen a UFO or eaten an insect or flown in a hel- helicopter or done a jump in a car? Or have you ever made a complete fool of yourself in public? Have you ever killed an animal by mistake? Have you ever had a public argument or fight? Have you ever gone scuba diving? Have you ever slept outside uh, but not camping? And have you ever met a famous person? If you have, then tell us about it in the comments section. Um, right, so that's the end of this episode. I should also say, by the way, the um, the voting on the Luke's English Podcast anecdote competition is now over. And um, soon I will upload uh, the second round of that competition in which you'll be able to, to listen to uh, like the top 10... Uh, top top 10 or 11 or 12 um, uh, favourite uh, anecdotes um, and then vote on those. Okay, so that the anecdote competition is is uh, still underway and part two will be coming soon. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the mailing list on my website. That's the best way to get instant access to the page for every episode of this podcast. Just go to the website and you'll see in the top right-hand corner it says subscribe to the email uh, list and just put your details in. And then when a new episode is uploaded, you'll get an email in your inbox. Just click the link and you'll be taken straight to the page for the episode where you can leave your comments, read other people's comments and read all the notes and bits of transcription and stuff uh, for every episode. Uh, 
Okay, right, so that's the end of this one. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day or evening or morning or afternoon or night. And I will speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.